Jeremiah chapter 40, verse 1. The word that hath been unto Jeremiah from Jehovah, after Nebuzaradan, chief of the executioners, hath sent him from Ramah, in his taking him, and a prisoner in chains, in the midst of all the removal of Jerusalem and of Judah, who are removed to Babylon. In the last chapter, King Nebuchadnezzar had ordered Nebuzaradan, the chief of the executioners, to protect Jeremiah and give Jeremiah anything that he wanted. In this chapter, it's going to describe in detail how Nebuzaradan obeyed those orders. Jeremiah had already been captured with all of the other people in Jerusalem, and he was still wearing the same chains that he had worn in prison. And he was in a caravan, evidently, on his way toward Ramah with the other prisoners of war. But Nebuzaradan intercepted that group and withdrew Jeremiah from the other prisoners. 2. And the chief of the executioners taketh Jeremiah, and saith unto him, Jehovah thy God hath spoken this evil concerning this place. 3. And Jehovah bringeth it in, and doth as he spake, because ye have sinned against Jehovah, and have not hearkened to his voice. Even this thing hath been to you. Nebuzar Adan tells Jeremiah, We know, because the Lord told us, that your country is a land of sinners, and that the Lord sent us, sent us to conquer you, because of your sin. 4. And now, lo, I have loosed thee today, from the chains that are on thy hand. If good in thine eyes, to come with me to Babylon, Come, and I keep mine eye upon thee, and if evil in thine eyes to come with me to Babylon, forbear. See, all the land is before thee, whither it be good, and whither it be right in thine eyes, to go, go. At this point, Nebuzar Adan is giving Jeremiah two choices. He says, I'm taking your chains off so that you're going to be free and you can choose to either come with me to Babylon, and I will protect you and make sure that you're treated well there, or you can choose to stay here in the land of Israel, and you can live off the land. 5. And while he doth not reply, meaning after Nebuzar Adan said this, he paused because Jeremiah wasn't answering him, and Jeremiah seemed to not like either of those options. So Nebuzar Adan added a third option. And he said, Or turn back unto Gedaliah, son of Ahikim, son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon hath appointed over the cities of Judah, and dwell with him in the midst of the people, or whithersoever it is right, in thine eyes to go, go. And the chief of the executioners giveth to him for the way, and a gift, and sendeth him away. So actually he added two more options. He said, you could also choose to go and stay with your friend Gedaliah. Gedaliah is overseer over all the cities of Judah, so you'll have access to all of the cities of Judah. Or the other option is, do whatever you want. 
So Nebuzar Adan is definitely being generous and kind to Jeremiah. After he spoke these words, he gave Jeremiah provisions for his journey, and he also gave him a gift, which means something to help him prosper. So this could have been gold, it could have been clothing, or any kind of other provisions that would help Jeremiah establish himself and not be destitute. And then Nebuzar Adan went on his own journey back to Babylon. 6. And Jeremiah cometh in unto Gedaliah son of Ahikim to Mizpah, and dwelleth with him in the midst of the people who are left in the land. So Jeremiah chose to go with his friend Gedaliah, and they were staying in the town of Mizpah. Jeremiah had kind of a double career. The first part of his career, the Lord had him pleading with the people of Judah to get them to repent. And then, when the people of Judah were punished and destroyed, the Lord had Jeremiah stay with those humble, poor people who were left behind. And Jeremiah stayed behind with them to minister to them, and also to cultivate and farm with them and help them survive. So his life was a great life of helping others, even though in the first half of his career, the people of Judah didn't want his help. But now, Jeremiah is with people who do want his help. 7. And all the heads of the forces that are in the field here, they and their men, that the king of Babylon hath appointed Gedaliah son of Ahikim over the land, and that he hath charged him with men and women and infants, and of the poor of the land, of those who have not been removed to Babylon. The reason the poor were left behind is probably because the Babylonians didn't want them any more than their own people of Judah did. These are people who are without fathers, without husbands, handicapped, not seen as useful. They don't have careers. They're not the kind of people that Babylon could use as high-level servants. So it's a land of misfits right now in Judah. And it includes babies, women, elderly, and handicapped. 8. And they come in unto Gedaliah to Mizpah, even Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and Johanan, and Jonathan, sons of Kareah, and Sariah, son of Tanhumeth, and the sons of Ephi, the Netophathite, and Jezaniah, son of the Mechathite, they and their men. Some of the most influential men left behind go and speak to Gedaliah, which makes sense because Gedaliah and Jeremiah know what's going on. They have useful information that could be shared, and now they have to figure out how they're going to function and survive. 9. And swear to them, doth Gedaliah son of Ahikim, son of Shaphan, and to their men, saying, Be not afraid of serving the Chaldeans. Abide in the land, and serve the king of Babylon, and it is well for you. Gedaliah rightly tells them, just submit to the Chaldeans, they're not going to hurt you. Submit to whatever government they set up right now. 10. And I, lo, I am dwelling in Mizpah, to stand before the Chaldeans, who are come in unto us, 
And ye, gather ye wine and summer fruit and oil, and put in your vessels, and dwell in your cities that ye have taken. This is a comforting word. Gedaliah is saying, I'm going to stay in Mizpah, where I can communicate with the Chaldeans, and you don't need to do anything but gather whatever resources you find that are left over, and set up camp, and take care of yourselves. 11. And also all the Jews who are in Moab, and among the sons of Ammon, and in Edom, and who are in all the lands, have heard that the king of Babylon hath given a remnant to Judah, and that he hath appointed over them Gedaliah, son of Ahikim, son of Shaphan. 12. And all the Jews from all the places whither they have been driven turn back and enter into the land of Judah unto Gedaliah, to Mizpah, and they gather wine and summer fruit very much. So the Lord is blessing all of these groups of people who in the past were persecuted because the people in Judah were sinning and the people in Israel were sinning. Now the Jews who had been scattered out into the pagan nations that were half-relatives of the Jews, like the Ammonites, the Edomites, and the Moabites, those people heard that Judah is now mostly empty, and you can go live there and have a life, and you can find a place to stay and just eat off the land or farm. So they're all coming back home now. This is a total land of misfits, people that were overlooked and unappreciated. Now they're getting pampered and blessed in the Lord. God's law in Leviticus was always to take care of the needy. But when Israel sinned, they always ignored the needy. And now the Lord himself is taking care of the needy people. Meanwhile, those who lived well were hauled off or killed. And Yohanan, son of Korea, and all the heads of the forces that are in the field have come in unto Gedaliah to Mizpah. These are some able-bodied men that have come to meet Gedaliah in the town of Mizpah. 14. And they say unto him, Dost thou really know that Balas king of the sons of Ammon hath sent Ishmael son of Nethaniah to smite thy soul? And Gedaliah, son of Ahikim, hath not given them credence. These men came to warn Gedaliah that his life was in danger because one of the pagan kings of the land of Ammon wanted to kill him because he's taking in Jews from Ammon that possibly used to be slaves over there. 15. And Yohanan, son of Korea, hath spoken unto Gedaliah in secret in Mizpah, saying, Let me go, I pray thee, and I smite Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and no one doth know. Why doth he smite thy soul? And scattered have been all Judah who are gathered unto thee, and perished hath the remnant of Judah. This one soldier, named Yohanan, is saying, Let me go and kill your enemy Ishmael, because if I don't kill him now, he's going to kill you later. And that way, you'll still be alive to help take care of all these people in Judah. They need your leadership. 16. 
And Gedaliah, son of Ahikim, saith unto Johanan, son of Korea, Thou dost not do this thing, for falsehood thou art speaking concerning Ishmael. Gedaliah says, No, you cannot kill Ishmael. He doesn't want to kill me, and I don't believe a word that you're saying. Instead of choosing on his own what to believe, he should have asked the Lord if it was true or not. But he decided on his own, without asking the Lord, that it wasn't true. Now, the next time you have a question, be sure and ask the Lord. Don't make an assumption on your own and decide that you already know what is true. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 40.